No, we can start right there. Can you develop someone into an entrepreneur? And the first question is, is every human an entrepreneur? So I think we can separate. I think we can separate the kind of the overall concept of entrepreneurship from the word entrepreneur. Yeah, okay. Right, because... Let's see if I can find... Like I've, I've heard, you know, everyone should adopt a business mindset even though starting a business isn't... Everybody shouldn't set out and strive to start a business, but everybody should have the mindset of a business owner. Right. Someone who starts a new business. Um, but I mean, but the, the original, I wish I could find the etymology. It means like to start an undertaking or something like that. It has something to do with the word undertaking. Okay. Which okay. is, I think everybody can do that. Okay. Right, and, and again, I think... I think an entrepreneur at his at his core is someone who creates. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, from the from the French word which means undertake. Right? So again, to swim out, to grasp, understand, or capture. Is that not baked into to humanity? A formal pledge or promise to do something is an undertaking. Right. Like, human beings are the doers of the, you know, animal ecosystem. Right? So, I think you can develop somebody into an entrepreneur from a mindset point of view. I don't know necessarily, like you said, if if you can, if every, if that means everybody can can start a business. No, probably not. Yeah, totally different. But in terms of again, I'm looking at the book called The Entrepreneur Mind. Mm -hmm. Right. If we just go through the table of contents, I don't see anything that human beings, you know. Let's see. Let's just talk about my mindset. Um. See, right here it say, it's number 91, it's saying entrepreneurship is in your blood, literally. Mm. Let's say 224. Yeah, they saying, they saying a lot of people. Somebody, somebody took some risk. And that's really what it's about. It's about taking risk. Can you develop somebody into someone who is comfortable taking risk? Is that an eight? I think in some respects it is because we all desire to, to grow. We all have an, I think we all have an innate desire that is suppressed mm. to grow. 
Like at some point you recognize the potential that you have and and it you know the person that you could be you know it start knocking right and it's like either you answer the door or you don't everybody can answer the door and the undertaking becomes just creating you yeah so i think from a mindset point of view maybe maybe you can should that be how our education system is built Yeah, I think it would. Yeah, I think it would benefit the country as a well. Yeah, whatever we're talking about, America. But like, yeah, I think it would benefit the country because I think primarily the education system creates workers. Mm, I was just, I was just gonna say that. I, that's what I think, and I think. Maybe incorporating the entrepreneurial mindset into heavily into the education system. Like you're still gonna have workers because again we're saying not everybody's gonna go out and start their own business and be a and 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 be an entrepreneur as far as creating a product or service. But you'll have better equipped workers right now. The workers that are being pumped out, I don't know. I don't think they're faring as well as they would if they had some entrepreneurial mindset principles throughout their education. I'm gonna push back on that um, because I think what, what you run the, what you run the risk of is if, if we give everybody an entrepreneurial mindset, then we saying every everybody we're, just, we're we're giving it's almost like we're giving people license to try. To, to go out on entrepreneurial ventures. Yeah, you do. So we're, we're setting up, you know, again, how, how many startups, how many startups make it past five-year mark, right? 10%? Yeah. Something like something that? Something like that. So we just, we just told 90%. We just set up 9% of the, of, of the people to fail. We were just even talking about failing and how much is needed. So I think if we have... I think, on average, people who fail in startups and businesses that they try to create, when they have to go back to work, mm-hmm. I think they're better off. They might be more efficient workers or more diligent workers than somebody who has never had an, any type of entre- entrepreneurial mindset or endeavor. So what does the entrepreneurial mindset give the average worker? A sense of looking at their life, like a at the at, at, at surface level, again the portfolio. I don't think your the average worker who doesn't have an entrepreneurial mindset looks at their balance book or their check sheet, their checkbook or their balance sheet, or again their anything in their life. Mm-hmm. Um, with an entrepreneurial mindset, like one, what does that, what does that entail? What is looking at your life or having an entrepreneurial mindset as a non-entrepreneur look like? Mm-hmm. An average worker with an entrepreneurial mindset. I'm not in. I I, I can I have a certain I have a you know a 
an idea of what that could look like. But there's just certain, I don't know, things financially, primarily, mm-hmm. I think, um, that, they, that they might be missing. But I also think it gives them another... Yeah, I think that different roles have different, different, uh, different jargons, right? We were talking about jargons, and it's like you know when I say you, know, you got to become, got to become a, a polymath and a polyglot, right? Which means you got to be knowledgeable at a high level about different things, but you also got to be able to speak different languages. And I don't mean actual languages; I mean the language of certain professions, different jargons, right? More or less. I don't think the average worker knows the entrepreneurial jargon as far as what does the owner of your company do on a day-to-day basis? They don't know that. Right, and I think having that entrepreneurial mindset is saying, oh, I have to look at, I have to look at myself even though I'm in a position that's not entrepreneurial. If I look at that from an entrepreneurial point of view, Again, entrepreneur is all about creating value. So I can create value from my position, even though it's not my company. Because I can see what I can under, I can kind of comprehend what they see, yeah. what the CEO sees. So I said, okay, I know what the CEO is looking for. I can look at something and I can I can find the, the gaps. That's a far better articulation of what what I was, whatever <laughs> I was rambling. Right. Yeah, that's can, exactly. I can what I'm find saying. the gaps, um, but then you know, on, on the flip side, it could also lead to a lot of dissatisfaction. Of, I had an entrepreneur mindset, but I can't use it because it's, you know, it's not my company. Right, but uh, you can take it outside of that, where it may be more valuable. You taking the entrepreneurial mindset. And not really, not attempting to add value to your company. But again, you're talking about, you know, being the CEO of your life. Mm-hmm. You take it there. And if we're saying that investing in yourself, mm-hmm. I'll go broke investing in myself. Absolutely. So it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, don't, don't take the entrepreneurial mindset and try to create more value at your job. Do that if you if you want to, but if we're talking about people who who are stuck, you create more value in yourself. Create more value in things outside of your job, starting with yourself, mm-hmm. and then. So no, I think it would, I, yeah, I think it'll heavily benefit the everyday person. Should there be a track? Should there be like, should you separate the 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 entrepreneurs from the non entrepreneurs? Oh, that I think that happens naturally. I'm talking about. For us educationally, we're not going to give you the whole entrepreneur mindset because we we can we can identify that you're not going to be an entrepreneur, mm. or we only going to give you a sprinkle, and then we give you the. Well, I think it's I think if we we give we give we give the these people we give you the real. Well, no, I think is you 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 give it you give it to everybody, and then. They're, they're, again, they're just levels, and, and you have to graduate. So if you, wherever your cap of understanding the entrepreneurial mindset is, then that's, you know, it's not that we're not going to give you the rest. It's like you, 
yeah, like we're not gonna give it to you because your level of understanding has capped here. Right. But so then at that point, you, you gotta go get on your own. We're not gonna give it to you at all. If you if you if you have a cap here, then we're not gonna wait on you to. You we still gotta move you out of the system and into the workforce. Right. That's so what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Happens that naturally. On your own. Yeah. But I'm saying. Yeah. Well, we're saying that we're we're not. But I'm saying so if if you give people in in the structured education system, yeah. if you give them the entrepreneurial K through mindset, twelve or whatever, yeah, K through twelve, right, or in K through college, K through college, yeah. If you give people the entrepreneurial mindset, yeah. And we say, Whoever, okay, if you cap here, we're not we the the public schooling system is not giving you any more of the entrepreneurial mindset. You have to go get that on your own. Yeah. So what would the cap be? Whatever, like it it, it would be. Dependent upon the person, like whenever they can no longer understand or they no longer have any um, sort of aspiration to further in the entrepreneurial mindset education. But see, so let's how- say 11th grade, like I don't, it's not really like, again, I think it'll naturally weed out. I don't think it's a matter of we're stopping teaching you. It's just like you're pretty much going to stop yourself. It's gonna be right. So it's so a natural do, weed out. So do we bring? But do we bring back then that other dimension of entrepreneur, the the business, the the title, right? So there's the entrepreneur mindset, and then once we identify who has a chance of being an actual entrepreneur, now you get a you get the the other part of the mindset that comes with actually creating a business. You're no longer talking about. Being the CEO of you, you're talking about being the CEO yeah. of a company. Yeah, that's different. Yeah. So is that the cap of like? Yeah, and I think the people will choose that, like the the students, like they'll like yeah we'll I guess we as the educators would choose them, but like we'll know just based off of their progression throughout the entrepreneurial mindset education whether or not they're going to continue to go. So it's not like we're saying, y'all stop here. It's just like, based off of your performance and your um, attraction to going past this, I think it's just like, so it's just be- like sports. Like, at some point, it's, it's a natural weed out. Like, yeah, we, you're, we're not going to take you up to... This trainer up here, and you and get this information because, like, you don't want to play at that level. So, what's more important, ability or effort? Like, what what would be effort? Probably. Right. So, if I take somebody and I'm saying you do not have the ability to be an entrepreneur, but you're attracted to the classes, we're going to still let you go to the. Right. I'm. No, no, because you don't, again, your level of understanding, that would be your ability, I think. So is they they happen together. And what what would be what would be it's the, the same th- part then? If somebody has the ability and they don't want to. Right. So if somebody has the ability, we're looking at you and we're saying, bro, you are you are, you know extraordinarily gifted 
Like you based on our numbers, you're going to be a CEO one day, but you don't want to be a CEO, right? We're going to say, but you can't go here. It's not that we're not. We're going to say you can't go here. It's just like I don't think it's we're saying they can't go. Is they they would choose that? Maybe we should say no. You should be going here. But then that's what I'm saying. The inverse. We know you're not going to be a CEO, but you keep choosing to go there. We're not going to say, nah, bro, you, you, you go over there. We are going to say you go, because again, there's like... So that's what I'm saying. So you're saying the natural weed out. I'm saying, what about the person who is going to put in the work, but they're not gifted in that? It's just like, how is that it's just like sports. It's naturally weeds out. You're not good enough. It don't matter how attracted you are to it. If you don't have the ability, it doesn't matter what you... But what, that's what I'm saying. So what's the ability? Because there's a lot of people in there in sports that don't have the ability. That they just really work themselves into sports. You can look and say, bro, that person is clearly better than that person. But this person got there because they worked their tail off. I don't... I don't necessarily agree with that. Especially at the highest levels. I don't think it's a... We can tell that this guy's clearly better than this guy. Absolutely you can. I watched in the East Conference Finals. Miami Heat clearly was not... The, the, the players on the Boston Celtics were clearly better than the players on Miami Heat. Because Miami Heat was starting undrafted players. They saying, bro, we got, we got 60 slots. Y'all not getting drafted. So I'm saying, like, do we say, this is not for you, regardless of your effort, regardless of what you want to do, this is not for you, bro. You go over nah, there with the yes. workers. I don't think that we should. I don't think it's on us to s- sort of direct or say, you can't go here, you go there. Are you saying that that's what we should be doing? Because I don't yeah. think that. I'm saying that if, if they want to go back over, I'm saying your ability, regardless of your effort, we're looking at your ability and we're saying you can't go over there. So we're not going to teach you to go over there. If you want to go over there, you got to get yourself over there. Right. We're not going to do it schooling-wise. We got to separate you guys. Because, again, we may be able to go at a faster pace with them. Again, that's, that's the harvest. That's the... Right. We're moving That's the a, NBA draft. We draft these kids. Right. These are the first-round picks. So we can move at a different pace with them. Right. For you... Okay, you're yeah. gonna have to get yourself over there. So yeah. you have to do that outside of the right. natural school. Right. Are, right. Are we cool with that? Yeah. Because okay. there's yeah, there's a level of, yeah, there's a price of admission or a level of Right. I there think there has that's to be also a weed out process, right? I think that's also yeah. that may be a better weed out process than yeah. what we could do in the school. That's a later weed out process. The weed out process I was thinking of is like sixth to eighth grade. Absolutely. And then by ninth grade, we know who. Absolutely. But as you get to those higher, yeah, because you're right, the undrafted players is effectively saying, yeah, y'all go over here. We're going we gonna, we gonna to cultivate this over here. Right. But that doesn't always mean that they're going to end up on NBA rosters. No, it doesn't. You're, or that you're the undrafted right. agents won't end up on NBA rosters. Right. But we also know that, we, again, we have, and to me it's economic, we have limited resources. So we're going to put our resources where we think we have the best yeah. chance of getting a return. Yeah, yeah. So if you want to go over there, then you get yourself over there. And then, again, that's also a weed out because that's a, yeah. that's a journey. And then once we get signaled, oh, he over there, we're going to go grab him up and say, okay, 
Exactly. You can come and here I think and that's I, what society should do. Yeah, I guess I was trying to I was trying to take away that you go over here and you go over there, and I was just saying, oh no, it happens naturally, but it's not all natural because of the acceptance process mm-hmm. of whatever it is. It there is some actually saying, okay, y'all go here and y'all go there, but no, yeah, I just have I have a. And I, it could be wrong, especially especially with hoops. I think it's more more so with basketball. I just, I have a fundamental belief that if you're supposed to be on a roster, you're on a roster. Right. Outside of like somebody like an Antonio Brown, or or, and not there may be other factors for why he's not on the roster and he shouldn't be. But I just have a fundamental belief that like, if you're supposed to be on a roster, you going you on the roster. No, that's true. The scouts get it wrong too. They get they. Yeah, you chose the wrong guy, so this guy should have been on your roster. So, like, that kind of deflates my argument, but it's like... No, I don't think it does. I think everybody... I think that's the weed-out process is... Okay, again, the scouts and and the people who are are picking, they're going to pick based on ability. It doesn't mean it always plans out, right? It's always... Like you you said earlier, they they go hand-in-hand. So, the guys that are out-efforting the people who may have more ability... They deserve the roster spot. So at the end, once you get to once you get to week one, everybody who should be on the roster with that combination is on the roster. 